Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. Oh, mega man, bastards, I quiz my You know what I mean? And I, I, I had heard about it. I had heard about it. And me being the super Bowes man I am, I brought a Bowes jersey with me and gave it to him. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Gaelic football on Off the Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Thank you, Morley. How are things? I mean, good, all good now. All good. Looking forward to the weeks ahead. Yeah, we're catching up here about 10 days out from the All-Ireland final. Um, Paddy Anders got tapped in the shoulder by Jim Gavin back in 2019 and was asked to do the All-Ireland press day. That was a bad sign Paddy took it as back then. <laughs> this is not your first rodeo before the All-Ireland, is it? No, it's not. No, I've done it before. I think, uh, Jack, trust me, I think that I won't say anything too silly. So, um, yeah, sure, it's grand. It's just, uh, just another thing to take off the list, really. Yeah. Well, you, you can tell, like, so, you, you know, it's it's no coincidence that it's yourself that is coming out to chat to us because you're the man that minds the house. Um, at the weekend, you had a great view of Shane Ryan's save from Garrett McKinless. Did you get your pause on Brendan Rodgers' shot and it bounced back out to McKinless as well? Is that a fluke that you ended up as the last man back? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think there should be more rushing back maybe to save the goal line there. But um, I thought it was on a winner, actually. I thought it was after making a great save and your man came in and scored a goal. I was sickened. But... Uh, the uh, no Shane Shane is an unbelievable keeper and uh, look he's 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 in serious form and I actually said last week I said Shane Ryan for a point would be a good bet I don't know that if it uh, do it or not but um, he kicked a great score as well and we we have huge confidence in in his defend or his goalkeeping and his shot stopping and draw on the ball as well yeah no he's been so massive and. Uh he tends to play well against Dublin as well, which is a big thing. You know, we saw, I think, in both semi-finals, uh, the squeeze that Dublin put on Monaghan for two or three minutes from the 68th minute, and likewise, you boys from the 66 to the 69th, you got four points. You went from two points down to two points up. So, um, I think everyone is looking forward to seeing how that transpires in the All Ireland final. Yeah, look, it's it's an obvious tactic by the Dubs that they can put that that tight squeeze on. Um, we're lucky Shane has a great temperament and he's very calm. Um, you need to be there if the hill is behind you and the Dubs are putting a squeeze on that you have a calm keeper. You can't you can't uh, rattle Shane really to be honest. So mm. he's uh, he's a great keeper to have and he's uh, but look that's something that we we're going to work on. Uh, maybe getting our hands on ball or whatever the case may be there, and um, yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah, that point is probably coming from. He's been racking them up in club championships over the years, hasn't he? Playing outfield, so uh, that was a good shot. I didn't hear you, you say that last <laughs> week. Um, that Derry game, like, what a game of football! Um, I'm sure you've gone through it as well. It was just from from minute go, it was unbelievable. What what was your feeling playing it? Like, was it pure helter skelter? Or did you get a bit of control, or was it was it mad, or did you feel quite calm? Um. There was times in the first half, all right. It was they had a couple of onslaughts there, and especially after Demos black card. Um, but I know we felt calm. Like I think at half time it showed a lot of experience and leadership that's in the group that we had drawn. We kept things calm. We just sorted out things. What we were going to do in the second half, and I think I thought we had a good, strong second half. To be honest, um, no, obviously Derry had a couple of chances that if they'd taken them, it could have been a different story. But. Um, we we have a lot of improving to do definitely for the next day, um, but um, a bit of a mad game, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like Derry's first score is a goal. The lads in the football pod were saying Derry need goals. First <laughs> score is the goal. Like you respond immediately. Like that that move with White was was brilliant. Um, is it? A, it's a cliche in soccer that the easiest time to score is straight after a goal. But like it kind of transpired at the weekend as well. Yeah, and I think it was the opposite way around. Derry and Cork. Cork yeah. got a goal and then Derry scored one immediately after so 
Yeah, um, it's something we'll have to be mindful of the next day as well, like that. Um, if either goal, throw, if the top score a goal, we might have a chance the other side or yeah. either or. But um, no, it was a great response, and I think that again that shows great, great leadership and great uh, maturity there that we were able to go down and get a score set away and uh, settle settle the nerves a bit. It's 2016 when you broke into the Kerry squad, so you've had plenty of battles with the Dubs, whether it be league games down in Clarny or Tralee or in Crow Park and All Ireland semi finals or finals. Do you like playing them? Yeah, love it. Yeah. Why? It's just the challenge of it, really. To be honest, like they're they were the best team back then. They're still the best team or one of the best teams now. Um, they're just a huge challenge the way they put that squeeze on you. Um, all their top players. That's what you want. Like you want to be playing against the best players. You want to be challenged like that. Um, they're always tight games. They're always nip and tuck. They're always one point or whatever the case may be. So. Um, I don't think I'll be as nervous this time as I was in 2016, maybe. But um, yeah, it's it's always a great occasion. Really, I have a lot mm-hmm. of. I'm half a dub myself, like so. I have, oh, a, yeah, I have a lot of. Fa- la- my mum's a dub, so okay. uh, I have a lot of family up around Clontarf, Port Marinock, and stuff like that. So I, uh, it's a it's a big occasion for the family, right? Oh, that's that's great. Um, yeah. Are you are you back home in Blackwater, Temple Noe, or are you living in? Or are, you, are you living back home? I live in Clarny here. Okay, yeah. what's the, like, Clarny, do they just let you off? Like, they're so used to All-Ireland Finals here that you're not kind of getting... St- what's it like, or is there a buzz, yeah. or...? Ah, there's a buzz around, obviously, but, yeah, the Kerry people kind of leave you to, your, to yourself, really. Maybe, like, obviously, you might meet a few kids or whatever, obviously, and you give them time, but um, the majority of people kind of leave you leave you, leave you be, really. They know that you're concentrating on something else, but ah, you'd be kind of staying out, like, it's Clarny's a busy town, like, you'd be, you might be staying, staying out of it a little bit um, yeah. these couple of weeks, and... Um, just staying to your own people like you know. Has the rhythm been a big thing? You know, getting into the All Ireland quarter final, having two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Um, has that has that been a a big thing for you? Um, yeah, big time. Um, I suppose after the day in Killarney, I didn't. We didn't think that we were going to get that rhythm of two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. But mm. um, it worked out perfectly in the end. No, to be honest with you, and um, like two weeks is probably optimal. All right, maybe for an All Ireland final, maybe three weeks would be better, but. Um, it's it's the condensed season is is great like yeah 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 uh, just sorry I got distracted there back to the dubs <laughs> um, like 2019 looking back on that those two games and I know 2022 is possibly more relevant but back in 2019 you nearly catch them in the first game like they're going for the five in a row they're chasing history in the replay in the first half of the replay I hope you don't take offence to this it looked like men against boys at times. Mm. There, there actually hasn't been that many changes to the panel since it's amazing Johnny Cooper's left David Moore and there's been a couple other coming and going. Does it feel a bit more even now, given that you won last year by a point? Um, I don't know. Like they've after adding a fair collection of lads there the last couple of, uh, this year, so um, I'm not. Look, I'm not sure. We're not really looking back at 2019 or anything. We're just concentrating in the here and now. And um, as I said, they've they've brought back a lot of a lot of bodies, and um, it's going to be a huge a huge game. Really, we have, we're we're not like looking back on that or anything. We're just concentrating in the now, to be honest. And when it gets to All Ireland final day and playing the dubs and Dublin Kerry, the noise that's going to be there in the stadium, are you able to? You said you were a bit nervous before. Are you able to enjoy it? The the walk around beforehand, the pre match parade. Are you going to do anything to make sure that you savour that? Yeah, big time. Yeah, no. Look, uh, 2016 was probably my first big day out in Crocker like that. It was probably a little bit nervous, but I'd be a fairly calm individual usually. Like last year, the parade and all that before the semi final was massive, and I'm sure the atmosphere the next day would be great. Um, no, I, I I tend to just relax and enjoy it to be honest, and uh, they're the things you want to savor and enjoy, and that's why you want to be at this stage, you know. Best of luck, Tyke. Enjoy the build up. Cheers, Tony. Good luck, man. OTB GAA. Jack O'Connor, All Ireland final 
10 days out or so. This has to be done, the All-Ireland Press Day. Do you find, how do you find them? At all. Depends, Tommy, and how you, you approach them. You know, I, I try to enjoy them as much as, as, you, as you can. You know, they can be a bit intensive and a bit um, draining, but, you know, uh, it's, it's part of the game. I mean, we have an obligation to promote the game and an obligation you know to 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 spread the gospel kind of thing so mm. um yeah by and large they're fine um i i I'll sleep well tonight I well, think. you're getting used to them at this stage is there a big difference from 04 to this year is there a big difference ah well there is a big difference from from the first one from 04 because um you know <laughs> there weren't many of you lads around that's for starters and it's just the, the exposure the game gets and 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 you know social media and all that uh yeah it's very different and, and there's just um there's just a bigger scrutiny on players and management and teams than, than there ever was mm. before. That was awesome as a neutral to watch the All-Ireland semi-final on Sunday. It was a brilliant game of football. It was it was frantic. It was back and forth. You seemed quite calm on the sideline. Speaking to Tyg and, and Michal Quirk, you were quite calm in the dressing room at halftime. I don't think 1-11 on the scoreboard at halftime was the plan. Were you calm? Or did you feel like this is it, lads? We need to get over. We need to get the message in here. It's it was a case. No, I've been like the like the, like the duck. You might <laughs> above the water. I'd say there was there was plenty of activity going on, going on underneath. So um, yeah, look, there's no point. I mean, look, players are looking to you to, to to management for a little bit of direction and a bit of. Um, you know, a bit of inspiration, I suppose. And sure, if you're renty and raving and losing the losing the cool, that isn't that isn't really the message you want to get across. So, so you do your best to try and stay calm and stay in the moment. And and, and because look, a lot of times there isn't a whole lot you can do anyway. When you're on the side, then there's very little you can do. And I made that point after the game that it's ridiculous that you can't even get a message in or mm. even make a switch. I mean, how ridiculous is that? So you're just you're you're just hoping upon hope that there'll be an injury and you can call a player out to the side or something. But um, yeah, we were in trouble at halftime, no question about it. But you know the team the team is maturing. These lads have been through a lot together, and um, I think we we regrouped at halftime and we made a commitment that we weren't going to be as passive as we were in the first half. And I think you know you saw a different Kerry team the second half. Yeah, that that word maturing is an interesting one. I actually watched back the 2019 All Ireland final replay last night. I'm not sure if you're going to do that this week or if you you will if it's part of the analysis. But in the first 10 minutes of the replay, Kerry launched five long balls in, didn't get any joy out of it. The Dubs had five one on the scoreboard by that stage. Would I be wrong in saying that putting long ball in is something you wouldn't be afraid to do this year now? Like it looked like boys against men back then. Um, in 2019 there was the Dubs going for five in a row quite a young Kerry team it's quite remarkable the, the lack of changes that's happened since as well like Johnny Cooper's retired from the Dubs their bench is probably quite different and then David Moran and Gavin Crowley are the two Kerry boys that aren't in the mix this time um, yeah well I suppose you, you, you would hope that old fellas have, have, have matured a bit and strengthened up a bit I mean, four years is a, is is a long time uh, in the lifespan of a player, and you know a lot of the Kerry players were young at the time. So I think, you know, you, you'd you'd like to think that some of Ophelas are hitting their peak at this stage. Um, but as regards what style we them play or whatever, uh, you know, you never go out with a prescribed uh, a prescribed plan as such. Players have to to see what's in front of them and play what's in front of them, and. Um, you know, sure, sure. I suppose when you had the likes of Kieran Donaghy in there and Johnny Crowley, it was, 
it was it was predictable enough that that we we play that kind of, of of style. But I think you know the the players we have in there now they they they, they prefer the ball. They prefer the you know the ball going in you know chest high or or, or, or diagonal outside them or whatever. So mm. it depends. It depends. Depends on the situation and depends on whether you can get a mismatch or whatever. In yeah. I guess I'm just thinking of the Graham O'Sullivan, the David Clifford balls in the All-Ireland final and semi-final last year. They worked very well. So it'll just be interesting to see that, whether it comes to fruition. In terms of last year's game, it, like the, the narrative is out there. And I know you've said it yourself, you weren't too worried about the dubs earlier in the year. You had to focus on yourselves. You've enough to worry about. Now looking at them in terms of what they've added, they have a new water boy in Pat Gilroy. They have uh, Jack McCaffrey, Paul Mannion, Stephen Cluxton back. Even Colin Basquiat has come back and, and been a revelation for them. Um, they were missing Con last year in the semi-final. I put it to my quirk that it sounds like the All Ireland champions are going into this as plucky underdogs. Ah, look, we're not going to play mind games now, Tommy. We'd be giving ourselves a, a, a good chance in this final. But sure, it's obvious that the Dubs have are stronger than they were last year. So it's a matter then of are, are we stronger? Are we better? Uh, the semi-final would suggest that maybe we're not. But um, we'd be hoping we'd improve from the, the semi-final there were, there were a good few aspects of the of our semi-final performance that we wouldn't be happy about so we we feel that 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 there's improvement needed in the team and and we're hoping we get it best of luck jack thank you good man thanks Tommy. otb gaa mike quirk how are you doing 10 good. 10 days out from the all-ireland final it's the the press event that kerry are doing beforehand um What's the build-up like as a selector or a coach in 2023 in comparison to those days in 2009 when you were building up to the All-Ireland Final? What's, what's the biggest difference for you? Um, I suppose you're just worried about a lot more, more things than you were. You know, Back then you were worried about your own performance and you can be very selfish about the things that you're concentrating on, whereas uh, in this kind of a role you obviously have a much broader brief. Um, obviously the players and the way you play the way you train all the other kind of external stuff that really you're insulated from as a player um, so there's a lot of that but it's I mean it's still largely enjoyable and, and, and great to be in that position Could you pick one? What would you rather the nerves of uh, controlling your own fate or is it worrying about everyone else? Uh, I'm not sure I, I think to pick to, to pick one is, is to be there and have, have that problem to worry about and once you're there as a player or, or in a management capacity or a coaching capacity it's just where you want to be everybody wants to get to the last day of the season and, and when you're there all those external things that might seem as a nuisance to some people are, are, are a great distraction or are great to be involved in Sunday's win against Derry was a phenomenal game of football for the neutral. Uh, James Dunhu was talking about a knot in the stomach being in, being there all, all all game and even for the two hours afterwards while he was watching it. Um, how did you find it on the sideline? Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't realise how good Derry were. You know, people were talking about this inevitable final between Kerry and Dublin long before anybody should have been mentioning that kind of a game. Uh, Derry are, are a really, really, really good side and they have been developing into that for the last couple of years. So we we fully understood, you know, how much of a challenge it was going to be. Um, and it was it was everything we expected it to be. And, and yeah, you would have loved to have it a little bit more comfortable coming down the stretch. You hardly planned for one eleven to be on the scoreboard at halftime. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, if that was their finishing score, you know, it would have been more accurate in terms of the targets that we were looking at. Um, so that that whether it took us by surprise or whatever, they're there. They were everything we thought they were and more uh, and we knew we'd be put to the pin of our collar and, and absolutely delighted then obviously to come out the other side of that but it was it tested us in ways that you know you can plan for so much stuff and you can look at all these different angles 
but there was obviously stuff that came up there and you say no that we haven't prepared for that and, and the players can take over on the field and coach themselves up and, and, and just get ready and get over the line you know Half time felt important um, obviously the black card had happened just beforehand Derry taking that three point lead they'd kind of gotten a foothold in the game that was very 50-50 beforehand what's your role at half time? Uh, we all have our own bits and pieces, I suppose, that we look at certain areas of the field, certain certain players, position-specific stuff, um, going through different targets with people, see how far we are, or how close to those, uh, and then, I suppose, finding solutions to those issues is the main thing. You do that collectively as a management team, you, you speak to your, your group of players, and then we have feedback, obviously, that we give to, to Jack and everybody else. How much can you get across to the players at halftime? Uh, you can get across. Like I mean, it's, half time's a long time now. You got nearly twenty minutes at half time. So between everybody getting their rest and and going through the stuff that we go through, uh, before you get back out in the pitch, you you have the bones of maybe seventeen minutes or so. So you you have a lot of you have a lot of time. Um, but look again, like the the best thing about our dressing room was the players are the problem solvers really, and everything that we do is to try and create an environment where they are the guys that are are finding solutions to the problems because they're the guys that are in the middle of it. So you can only judge so much standing on the side of a pitch, and and you think that those people are the real influencers, where in fact. The players are the guys that are solving these things on the fly long before management do anything at half time or, or after, you know? Yeah. Um, in your playing days, did you come up against the Dubs in championship games in Crow Park much? You had o- yeah, there was 09, there was el- yeah. 11. Yeah, 09, 09 definitely was probably the, yeah. Yeah, the main one, yeah. But like the, the likes of Tyke Morley, uh, he's, got, he's had 2016, he's had two games in 19, um, 22. Like, they're getting used to playing against each other again. Like there was probably a period there where Dublin had gone away for quite a while. Mm. These Dublin Kerry games, well, like what is it about it like that that makes it different? Like there, there is going to be an electricity yeah. uh, in Crow Park in ten days' time. Yeah, and I think like if they had 120,000 seats in Crow Park, yeah. they'd sell them. You know, it's it's uh, incredible demand for for tickets and the interest is just through the roof. And th- that interest has been there before the semi final. You know, it, it's it's once this came on the horizon, people it just captivates people in a way that you know traditionally. Gaelic games, Gaelic football, these superpowers of Kerry and Dublin, uh, it just keep, you know takes everybody by storm, really. And um, look, I don't know what's different about it. I mean, it's it's the football that they play is probably a little bit different to what's most prevalent out there at the moment. It's probably seen as more more attacking, more fluid, fluent, more you know traditional in 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 the way that people kick the ball and different things. Um, and I think that attracts people that, you know, it's it's a rarity now maybe that you have two teams setting up in a similar way who want to play that kind of way. It's a it's a rare occurrence and, and what's rare is wonderful, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, uh, the, the final that's ahead of us. Um, in terms of the dubs, last year's semi-final, um, Kerry may have felt that they could have been further ahead of half-time. Mm. <laughs> like you get brought down the stretch we all know what happened with Shawnee O'Shea's free the Dubs will point to it and say we had no Conor Callaghan they've now brought back uh, Jack McCaffrey Paul Mannion Stephen Cluxton Pat Gilroy's their water boy mm-hmm. decent addition <laughs> how are you approaching that in Kerry like I heard Jack O'Connor say that he hadn't worried about Dublin up until this point you know he had other games to focus on surely you knew that they were eyeing you up from afar you yeah. are, you are, you are on the perch of being all Ireland champions, like you are, and and of course, but like I mean, you have to worry about yourselves. You can't, you can't worry about Dublin. Like now, though. Yeah, now it's different. You, now, you, now you're there in front of you, and you can see what they've added from last year. We won that game by a point last year with that with that free, and they've added in the meantime four players that have accumulated 24 All Ireland medals between them, 16 All Stars, and roughly 250 Championship appearances. So if you're talking about that's that's roughly a third of their team that they can infuse with that kind of 
game management, know-how, winning mentality, ability. Like that's a huge bonus that they're after getting and picking up. So we know that like the challenge that we faced last year was was mammoth. And and that challenge has just increased by 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 the numbers I just threw out there. Like they're they're a hugely quality team, and and we're going to have to be so much better than we were. <clears throat> excuse me, against Derry, and even against Dublin last year to 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 win the game. And that's that's a great place for us to be in. So I'm hearing you're going up the road as All Ireland champions and plucky underdogs to take on the Dubs. Plucky underdogs, yeah. I'm not sure about plucky underdogs, but I mean yeah. the facts don't lie. They're, that's that's what they didn't have last year, and that's what they do have this year. What you've added though. You've added all Ireland medals across the group. Sure, like that, getting over the line last year against Galway, it must be monumental for the group itself. Have you seen a difference in the lads, even in terms of experience, maturity, how they carry themselves? Have you noticed that? I think even last year, to be honest, like they, they were a group that was very mature, solid, you know, even keel, never gets too high, never gets too low. I mean, like this year against Mayo, you know, really disappointing performance at home in front of our own supporters. You know, losing a record at home that we we, we hold dear. Um, did you question yourselves after that, or did you? I'm not sure you question yourself. I mean, we know we know we're doing a lot of really really good things even at that stage. But it's a nice it's a nice timely reminder to say you're not at it right now, and 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 they're at a pitch that's much much higher than you. And that is allow, allows us then to go and say, all right, we really need to go at it here. And these are the areas that it was really shown up in that game. Um, and then obviously the break that we got with Cork beating them and the two week break, all those things fell into our our lap really. And and the two week run into games really helped. But in general, the point remains that they're just really, really solid, even keel. Never get, never get out above anything that they that they shouldn't. And you know, it's it's great, I suppose, that they're getting the rewards now that their effort puts in. Because the priority for these fellas all the time is just what can they do to get better? What inches can they crawl over to just just get up that hill? And and they're um, you know they're getting the reward now again. Did David Clifford ever surprise you? He 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 does and he doesn't. I mean, like. He's obviously, you know, he's obviously a fantastic talent, um, but his his insatiable hunger for improvement is still is still the thing that probably jumps out at you. You know, you think a, a guy at that level, that is probably one of the most recognisable faces in Ireland at this stage, you would think that you know he gets after that, you know, he'd be happy with where he's at. He's not like that's the thing that surprises you because he's still trying to get better. Like where are the areas that he can improve on? individually, collectively as a team, as a captain. Um, so, yeah, that is surprising in one sense. And then in another sense, it's just not when you, when you know the guy and you know the kind of character he is, you know. Thanks, Mike. Best of luck and enjoy the build-up. Thank you.